music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by BuskerDroid. Visit them on the internet at buskerdroid.com or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash buskerdroid. It's time for the Cinema Geekly podcast, episode number 15. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Aaron DeLosa. Thanks for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com, the uh, the dark side CinemaGeekly.com. I like it. It's not really the dark side. It's it's a, the the top part of the website is a little darker. And uh, for for shits and giggles, I replaced the geeky the geeky glasses with uh, 3D glasses. So uh, the old school 3D glasses too, not not the yes. new weird looking ones. Oh no no no, not not the ones that look like just badly designed regular glasses. These are just right. the old school red and blue. They kind of remind me of the glasses uh, that Roddy, uh, that Hot Rod Roddy Piper wore in uh, They Live. <laughs> yes. It allowed him to see people as they really were, or whatever yeah. the world as it really is. I love you, Roddy Piper, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he is. Enough people were. Enough people listen to the podcast. Um, sure. Check us out Facebook, G+, Twitter, we're on all of those. People continue, almost. it seems like almost daily, to follow us, to circle us on Google+. So that is awesome. Thank you again, Google Plusers. I, I'm not sure. Absolutely. Plusers, I think, is the uh, the name they're using. It's ridiculous. All four but, of you. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I'm I'm loving it, man. It's 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 okay. Um, yeah, uh, enough people are listening to us, man. I'm taking full credit for the fact that Star Wars Episode One didn't finish <laughs> in first place. It didn't even yeah. come close to finishing in first place. No, it got trounced. In a in a move that I don't think anyone saw coming, uh, Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams, the vow, took wow. number one with a stunning forty one point two million dollar opening weekend, which is astonishing for me. When movies like Chronicle and stuff, these movies were only these movies were opening. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe's Woman in Black. These movies were only opening to half of that. Yeah. Uh, and this movie I've never heard of, which has gotten bad bad reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. What I'm thinking, though, is that, uh, well, what I'm hoping for, anyway, is that most of the population, like, considers it's called The Vow. Maybe they were hoping it was a suicide mm-hmm. vow for the two actors in it. You know what? Uh, and at the end of the movie, they were just going to, you know, go Japanese-style Harry Carey and just slice themselves up. We're looking at the silver lining here, Aaron, but I think, you know, both you and I overlooked, uh, and Joe probably would have also overlooked this last week when we were doing this. That uh, this Vow movie appears to be some sort of romantic film, and oh. there was Valentine's Day last week, so I think that oh, may well, account for a lot of this. Yeah, I completely forgot about all of that stuff. I'm not an observer of Valentine's Day, really, so uh kind of more or less didn't put two and two together there. But when you do that, I guess it sort of makes some sense, but I don't know. Uh, I guess, but man, Jesus, Channing Tatum, really, it's... He's tops of the box office right now. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what really ended up getting me. It's like, okay, well, Star Wars isn't number one, but surely it is Star Wars. People will eat this shit up, even if it's the the worst installment of the worst trilogy. 
people will <laughs> surely eat this up and still go. It will be number two, but it was not. Safe House was number two at the box office. Um, that's the uh, Denzel movie with and, uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Robert Patrick is in it. Sam Shepard. Um, also, Robert it, Patrick, he's still alive? Hells yeah, man. Apparently. Wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't even realize he was on the X-Files cast until I made it to the last couple seasons of the X-Files. <laughs> so, um, That movie is, is mixed reviews. It's sitting at 52%, but it pulled in $40.2 million. Also, another surprise. Um, I guess dudes wanted to go to a movie where they didn't have to take their girlfriends Valentine's Day, so uh, <laughs> they went to that flick. The Rock's uh, peck-bouncing movie, Journey to the Mysterious Island, that beat out Star Wars. $27.3 million for third place. Uh, <laughs> George Lucas's Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in 3D finished in fourth place at $22.5 million, which, to be fair, would have landed it at second or first place had it opened apparently any other week but this one. Right. Um, Chronicle. Well, let's not forget, too, the caveat to that is that uh, George Lucas actually purchased $17 million worth in tickets this past week for that <laughs> movie. So. Yes, he had to make it seem like people yeah. were really interested. Uh, Chronicle, unfortunately, fell all the way to fifth place, but uh, with 12.1. Eh, it's still respectable, I guess. But Absolutely. I am completely shocked that Star Wars uh, opened this badly. It's, I mean, t- for a Star Wars movie, that's actually a terrible opening. Yeah. For, you know, The Woman in Black and for Chronicle, those are, you know, those are, I guess, you, you would hope for better, but not not a letdown. But for Star Wars, this wouldn't this have to be a letdown for 22.5 on the opening weekend for to see it in 3D? I hope, hopefully this is just a a further damnation of 3D. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a damnation of 3D. I think it's just a damnation of Episode 1. <laughs> Maybe it is, man. Maybe it is. That it, uh... Um... I guess maybe after all this time, the word finally did get around to enough people. I, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, why not open it like on spring break or something like that when like all the kids who would be apt to go see it, like they have nothing else better to do that week. Push it back a month and, you know, destroy everything else that's coming out in March. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm probably looking at it through a different pair of glasses than most people would. But to me, it just I get this just this feeling that all of the people who love and watch Star Wars anyway are either fall into a couple of classes. There's the there's the twenty two point five million dollars worth of people who will go see Star Wars, no matter what if it's in the theaters. But I think the rest of the people fall into the I've seen Star Wars so many times, seeing it in three D on the big screen is really, you know, not gonna make that big of a difference. I got other things I could be doing. And then there's the uh the other group, which is Star Wars tends to have a far more uh, geeky fan base than most other movies, and there's a lot of people kind of in the geek culture that aren't particularly big fans of 3D. They see it as more of like a mainstream gimmick thing to sell higher-priced movie tickets and more expensive TVs and things like that. While I've seen oh, some, absolutely. While I've seen some things done well in in 3D, by and large, it was never the the best thing I ever saw in 3D was Avatar. And when I watched Avatar again on Blu-ray at home, there was while it added like a tiny bit, it did not add enough for me to be like, I want to get every movie like this in 3D. It just the experience was not that much greater. It was the best 3D I've ever seen on anything, but you know that's a low bar from my right, perspective. Yeah. So, um, just a shock, man. Just a crazy shock at where it finished, though. I really thought it would have finished higher. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, was, I mean, did not see that coming at all. Surprised it didn't finish first, but literally shocked that it didn't even crack like number two or number three. It was that was nuts to me. Um, let me see here, sir. There, uh, there is a bit of a bit of news that's making the rounds. <laughs> Josh Dumel, who uh, if people aren't thoroughly uh, informed <laughs> as, as to who Josh Dumel is. If you've seen the Transformers movie... Oh, lucky you people, if you don't know who he is. He is the, uh, he's the main military fellow in uh, the Transformers movie. He's the guy that kind of leads the group of military folks. See, there's the, the robots, which people give the most shit about. And then there's the, the military people, and then just regular old uh, civilian Sam and his uh, gang of parents and girlfriends and etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um... People, people don't care about them as much. But uh, Josh Dumel was <laughs> speaking, perhaps, on the, uh, the, the behalf of, of everybody, I'm, I'm guessing. He was doing an interview, and uh, he's, when asked about you know, who's going to be returning, because they have announced that there's going to be Transformers 4. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was excited for it until like, you know, they announced who was going to be directing, and then it just it all went to hell. Right. Apparently, Michael Bay is, I guess, going to come back for this movie, but it's oh. apparently still a ways away from doing it. He was doing an interview with E! online, and when asked about if he's going to be returning, he said, I don't think anyone's doing it. <laughs> Although, maybe I think he's talking about the original cast. He's like, I don't think any actor is going to be in this movie. Right. Um, but no, I think he's talking about No the- actors at all. It's going to be just all robots just you know, blowing shit up. I, he says, uh, I know Shy is not doing it, so I mean, right there, he's got a movie ticket sale for me. Um, Absolutely. I'll I, buy it on I'll buy it on DVD. I, I don't even got to see it now. He's like, I don't think Tyrese or Rosie, who is uh, Rosie Huntington-Whitley, or whatever it was, who was in the last movie, or anybody else is doing it. Whenever these movies make that much money, though, they're going to make as many as they can, he said. But I haven't heard anything about it. They haven't called me. Um, I'm just going to go ahead right now and completely raise the bar of expectation way too high for this movie. Uh, and I'm just going to say that this is a sign that they're going to focus more on the actual robots. Cause that's all anybody cares about in these movies. People want to see a story that involves the robots, the robots talking to each other, and then the robots fighting each other. They don't right. care about humans. Uh, humans, the, the most humans should be... Pl- the, the biggest role humans should be playing in this movie is that we know that the bad guys want to destroy the humans and that the good guys want to protect them. And that's yeah. the gist of it. We humans can, should just be running and screaming from explosions. In these yes, movies. yes. We should see humans dying. We should see humans being just barely rescued, but we should at no point really see them talking. Oh, man. What are the odds they bring back the LeBou for a murder scene in that movie? And like <laughs> in the first five minutes, he just gets trounced. That would be great. It would oh, be great. God. It was just he's talking to his girlfriend and then just gets stepped on. Yeah. And the, but I mean, stepped on it, just like, oh, it, it just demolished. Yeah, yeah, then title card. <laughs> yeah, but by like, you know, a, a, a car whose tires are made out of herpes just smashes the shit out of him. <laughs> it would, uh, I don't know, man. I To me, it would be, I would be just as happy as they, if they just never mentioned his name. Just went on <laughs> like he didn't exist. Oh, yeah, he's going to be, he's probably going to be busy filming the new Indiana Jones movie at that point, so. Yeah. I know. Keep him the fuck away from that. <laughs> uh, look, I'll be honest with you. I know there's a lot of people who did not like that Indiana Jones movie, but I'm telling you right now, I don't hate that movie even with LaBeouf in it, but I'm telling you right now, if he was not in that movie, I would have liked it so, so much more. Yeah. Just his presence in it made it made it kind of tough. The yeah. the, the goddamn monkey scene. The monkey scene is oh, God. the worst thing I've ever seen in an indie film. 
Yeah. There's yeah. not a lot of bad things in Indiana Jones films, but this was by far the worst thing. It was bad. I mean, it, it was so bad it made some of Jar Jar Binks' stuff look okay. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf is the is the human version of Jar Jar Binks. Like whenever you see him on screen, you always just the reaction is it's, oh, it's like you, you just can't help it. It's like you're taking a mental crap whenever you see that guy's face up here anywhere. Oh yeah, I mean I was half expecting him to just be like Misa, people are gonna die, and Indy's like what? Oh uh, God. <laughs> No, it was uh, for God's sake. He was swinging with with chimps. It it was yeah. It was embarrassing. Um, let's oh, see. Jesus, just just you bringing that up again. Just the the heartburn is just oh, need some tums or something now. Um, so I take it, sir, that you are somewhat familiar with the the Will Smith zombie flick. I am Legend. I am. That was based off of graphic <laughs> novel, correct? Yep, sure was. You're like that's why I'm familiar with it. Um, uh, yeah. Did you see it? I did actually. What'd you think? Uh, you know, it, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, from a from a graphic novel or comic book transformed into a film. Yeah, they're um, been worse. I no, absolutely. There's been you know a ton worse, but I think as far as uh, as far as the movie itself goes, I mean, it was pretty good. You know, the the graphics were good. The storyline, I mean, you know, it it was enough to pull in uh, other people as well as fans. Uh, of the book and all that, and I thought they did a great job with it. I really liked, uh, I really liked Will Smith in that movie. He was pretty good. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, it was a it was a good flick. They, uh, uh, the ending seemed kind of had a had a bit of a finality to it, if you ask me. What with Will Smith oh, dying absolutely. and whatnot, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sacrificing himself or whatever. Uh, let's see here, but. According to Deadline, there's a they're close to a deal with Will Smith's production company, Overbrook Entertainment, to make a a follow up film. Hmm. So, and here's the thing: I was about to until I read another paragraph of this article. <laughs> until I read this paragraph, sir, I was I was about to say, well, because you and I were talking it off air, and you're like, well, you know, what are they going to do if he's he's dead, right? And my first feeling was the the first thing that popped in my head was like oh well they, they do a they do a prequel or something right where they 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 showed flashbacks of what led up to the zombie apocalypse type thing uh, just kind of through like news news snippets and things like that that he was watching on TV or whatever some things like that they did some exposition of the backstory but that was my first uh, inclination was that oh they're just going to do a prequel to show how this all happened or whatever uh, but the next paragraph opens with the following line. The interesting thing about this deal is that the film is not being called a prequel, which suggests that it will, in fact, be a sequel. Yeah, I, I just don't see them being able to pull in the same audience without Will Smith. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Um, apparently, he has been approached uh, but won't commit to star until the script is ready, which I guess they're still uh, working on it. But um, so they're still trying to figure out how to bring him back to life. I guess I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, let's see here. Um, they do mention that in an alternate ending, you can watch on the on the DVD and stuff. Robert Neville, who's Will Smith's character, survives after handing over an infected woman to the invading Dark Seekers and travels with Anna and Ethan to the survivors' colony with the antidote. But for some reason, Neville decided to blow himself up with a hand grenade. So that will need some explaining if they're going to make a direct sequel. Uh, yeah. So wow, I don't. Huh. That would be. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you do that? I mean, that's an alternate ending, so you can't pretend like the alternate ending is the real ending. 
Well, I mean, you know, sure they can. <laughs> they can right. Maybe they'll just re-release that DVD like a couple months before the movie comes out. <laughs> yeah, and just the alternate ending forgot. will be the actual ending now. People forgot. Yeah, nobody yeah. remembers. Um, I, I look to be to be completely honest. Uh, you you saw the explosion, but I I never saw like. You shreds of his, see his. I never saw yeah. shreds of his body. So there's that little Will Smith chunks laying around everywhere. Yeah, even though that I can't, even though I cannot think of any feasible human way that he could have survived that. Uh, maybe it'll be like something out of Lethal Weapon Two, where he just jumps into a cast iron bathtub and survives an explosion. Maybe he just got into a refrigerator lined with lead. Oh <laughs> God, that would be great if he did that. <laughs> Uh, you just, you, uh, they start, they fade in and it's moments right before the explosion, but it's outside of his house and you hear the explosion <laughs> mm-hmm. and then there's silence and then a fridge just falls into frame and he rolls out. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> there's an Indiana callback. Or he just, or like they, they go to the inside of the basement where he was and he just, you see a fist pop out like the Hulk from like a pile of like the, uh, the zombie people. Yeah. <laughs> That would be bad. Oh man, that would be that would. But before this movie comes out, we need the the podcast right before we need to seriously take bets on what on how the hell they bring him back to life, like how he survived the explosion, yeah. and see who could get closest on the amount of ridiculousness they're gonna try <laughs> throwing at us. He uh he had an anti-explosion antidote next to the anti-zombie antidote. Yeah. When drank. He, the guy did work out a lot, so you know maybe maybe just, just the explosion bounced strong, off huh? his washboard abs. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. The heat. Maybe they're gonna tie in that movie and Hancock, where he's you know, <laughs> he's Hancock. He's Hancock in this movie now. <laughs> there you go, man. They just tie the two worlds together. See, that increases DVD sales on on so many fronts. On they're both movies, go. yeah. Yeah. Kind of bring <laughs> kind of bring Hancock back into the forefront. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, uh, no thank. Wow. No thank. Yeah, it's. Hmm. Um. So, what were you? Uh, you had a couple of things you wanted to bring up. Something about the uh, the Evil Dead remake. Oh which yeah, we've it, talked about on and off. And I still don't know how they're calling this movie a remake. I mean, it's basically the the only thing I can see in common with it is that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are producing it. But I mean, you know, the it's not being called the Evil Dead. It's uh, it's it's called you know something about a cabin in the woods. But you know, it's yeah. I, uh, I don't know. You know, they, they got that ex-hooker, or sorry, stripper, uh, writing the script for it. Uh, and basically now the the girl starring in it, one of the stars, uh, what's her name? Oh, I'm not even sure. Uh, Jane, Jane Levi. Something like that, yeah, it's similar. Yeah, she, uh, she, she's gone out to say that according to the script, like, it's super gory, and there are, like, absolutely no jokes in this movie whatsoever. Oh, yeah, that's... Now, now the gore definitely falls in line with the original, but no, no, nothing funny being, you know... Right. ...in the movie at all. I don't... They're just getting further and further away from what the original... Uh, oh. Had some humor to it, yeah. That's kind of like the charm of those of that movie. So, uh, well, yeah, and seeing you know a forest rape a girl that was that was the charm of the first one. Also, <laughs> there's dead people, there's evil. It's a uh, you know, it's a yeah, true to the original. I'd say um, it's so bad. I mean, why not? Oh, I did. I don't know. I'm just not happy about them calling it a remake at all. I mean, they could just call it you know, same remake could just produce it, call it something else, you know, and it'll just be yet another shitty story of teenagers in the woods being you know hunted down by demons and yeah. we can all move on with our lives <laughs> one of the many many horror remakes that just failed to make the grade yeah uh, it's I, i'm not super excited for this at all i mean i, I 
eventually, like, you know, it might be something I watch on Netflix, but there's no way in hell I'm going to rush out to see this. Do you think the tough thing in remaking horror movies these days is kind of like the horror genre has sort of been redefined by these kind of generic slash them, you know, let's see the coolest way we can make somebody die in a movie kind of films? And because I'm I'm wondering if maybe they look at the older film, the original films, and be like, well, you know what? People are so desensitized by stuff now. We can't do a movie that's kind of like on – on this particular level, the way they do scares in this movie or whatever, just nobody would buy it, so they don't bother trying to make a movie like that. Is that where they well, go wrong? Or I, I, the, the horror horror movie genre? I mean, I've been a horror movie fan my whole life, and it's been really good about reinventing itself. Like you know, every ten, fifteen years, mm-hmm. something will come out and turn nuts. And you know, it started with George Romero back with you know the original Night of the Living Dead, and then you know, it just kind of kept shifting there until John Carpenter did Halloween, and then you know, the Friday the Thirteenth, and then Nightmare on Elm Streets, right? And then it was kind of blah for a while, and then you know. Uh, Wes Craven with Scream, and then you know the Saw movies. I mean, so right. it it really uh, it 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 kind of comes in waves as far right. as like you know, what people find scary at times. I mean, you know, right. maybe it's like just with the Saw they're... and the Hostel movies now. It's like you know shit that could actually happen to you. So I mean, you know, maybe we're starting to come back around to where you know. Right. Well, I was uh, gonna, I was going to say maybe it's that they're taking movies from uh, a specific genre and they're kind of remaking them for uh, this genre. They're putting like a, a a current genre twist on them and they just don't adapt as well to that genre. Like the, that movie was really made for that time and yeah. place in horror. And it really doesn't, that story doesn't wouldn't really fit well if you tried to put a twist on it, like what they have with, you know, the way they do them now. So maybe they don't just know. don't I, fit I think, in well. I think part of it too is like, you know, the, the whole thing with remakes is like a lot of, you know, oftentimes they pick movies, you know, that are just, that are still loved today. If not, you know, right. Like more so today than they ever were, uh, you know, cult classics. You know, like what they did with uh, with Friday the Thirteenth, with Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. You know, now with Evil Dead. I mean, but some remakes I've seen of horror movies have been really good. Last House of the Left was an amazing remake. Straw Dogs. Mm-hmm. What you know, even though that that movie like came out in England like you know right. a few years ago. I mean, the American remake was amazing. You know, it it just kind of depends on what they're picking, but it just seems like they're really just not giving a shit and anything that made a buck. I mean, they're just turning around repackaging and shoving it right back down. Yeah. More comics talk, sort of ghost Rider, man, spirit of vengeance. You said you saw some early reviews pop out for it. <laughs> Look, um, I, I know Joe said that he didn't see the first one, but he said that the, this one looked better than the first one did. And I haven't seen the first one, but I did hear an awful lot about it and I heard it was awful. <laughs> so, has there been a turnaround, at least in the eyes of the critics? No, okay, not at all. Not uh, not <laughs> from what I've read, is that the uh, and, and from what I've seen myself on uh, you know certain scenes and trailers, like the CGI itself looks absolutely amazing. I mean, the the guys who directed this also did the Crank movies, mm-hmm. and apparently it's fallen right in line with that, where it's just a lot of over the top acting, a lot of over top action, you know, and the CGI is supposed to be really good. But I mean, you know, any movie you go to see to where it's about uh, a, a motorcycle stunt rider who turns into a a demon fighter yeah. uh, who's on fire. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, Ghost Rider you isn't. Have, Ghost you have Rider to go isn't. Into it, know what you're going to expect, you know? Right. Well, I mean, Ghost Rider isn't necessarily like at the top of the comic book pantheon either. There's quite a few. Uh, there's quite a few characters that people would name off before they got to Ghost Rider anyway. So. Right. Well, I mean, Ghost Rider was always kind of a second tier hero, like what Iron Man used to be considered right. until, you know, Robert Downey Jr. came in and. And changed all that, but I mean, you know, from what I've read, Nicolas Cage like really turns up his Cajunness for the, for this movie, oh. and it could to date be his most. Uh, how do I want to say this? His 
greatest acting achievement ever. Uh, <laughs> Greater than Wicker like, Man? I don't know if it can do better there's, than there's a, a, there, This guy specifically calls out a scene where, as Ghost Rider, he's interrogating uh, some kind of thug and laughing because he's trying not to transform into Ghost Rider. And this guy said that uh, by the time the DVD hits, this will be the new scene on YouTube to replace the bees, my eyes, my eyes, not the bee <laughs> scene from Wicker Man. Well, there was the, and, uh, there was the scene from Drive Angry, too, where uh, he was... He was banging some girl in a room, and a bunch of dudes busted in, and he pulled out a gun and was killing all of these men while still banging the girl on the bed. I like to think Nicolas Cage could do that in real life. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking maybe that was like a, just a, an outtake. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even in the movie. It's like, oh, we just we, were, we just shot this. It was just happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People randomly come on the movie set to try to kill Nick Cage, and he kills them, too. Um, oh, God, that'd be so good if that really happened. That's how I picture his life being. Yeah, so I mean, it. You know, I, I'm a comic book nerd through and through. So I mean, I, I'll definitely see this movie. I don't know if it, it's, you know, it'll be worth getting a babysitter for a couple hours and going to the movies, kind of deal. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Nick Cage fan, you know, at, at my core. So I can't really say I'm not going to see it because he's so bad. Right. It's because he's so bad that I like him so much. Oh so. man, it's it, yeah, he's got a terrible charm to it i guess i don't know absolutely i i think if you go into it thinking like you know this is a total popcorn movie i i don't think you know if you set the bar pretty low you'll probably be pretty well pleased with it i agree yeah i mean he's got his i don't know and the weird thing is that, that guy had moments of really good stuff too like actual good stuff not like so bad yeah. it's good but i don't know what happened man maybe he's just having more fun doing this and more power to him i guess I think he's figured out what what makes him money. Right. Like nobody wants to see Nick Cage in like you know City of Angels or whatever. Right. They want to see like you know Kiss of the Vampire Nick Cage, just where he's yelling about weird shit and just making like the the greatest face I've ever seen. Well, I mean, he I thought he kind of did that like in The Rock too, where he was kind of just a very rambly, shouty kind of guy. But I thought he was awesome in that movie. But a bit, but but the Cageness was now well, same as Conair. He was a good action hero. Yeah. You know, he wasn't. He didn't really start getting nuts. But I mean, but nowadays, anything he does, you're like, holy shit, this dude is insane. Oh yeah. I mean, I want to see him do like out of out of place movies, not like a comic book movie, like a romantic comedy or something, or not even a romantic, a drama, a serious drama where everybody is acting their butts off, but he's still Nick Cage. Well, he did. Uh, well, the Weatherman was kind of like that. Yeah, I guess I was gonna say the Weatherman. <laughs> I'm like, they kind of already did do that movie, didn't they? Yeah, they uh, so had a really good dramatic cast around him, and then there's just Nick Cage trying to be serious, yes. but it, <laughs> it didn't really play so well. No, it, he's, he definitely stuck out a little bit. Um, a little bit. Really a little bit. <laughs> a whole lot a little bit. Uh, did you yeah. Did you get to see Walking Dead? No, we uh, we got it on DVR. We haven't actually broke down to watch it yet. I mean, oh, but I... It was on our list uh, to do tonight. Oh my goodness! It was it was glorious. It was it was really fantastic. I guess I shouldn't talk about it then too much because of the spoilerific <laughs> nature of it. But it was really good, and I'm happy it's back on TV too. Um, right. Man, it was no, it was it was really good times. It was a uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I, it was it was right in line with with everything they've everything they've been doing. So it's it's hard right. to it's hard to point out specific good and bad things about it because it's is literally Sh- is shane still alive after the first shane episode? is still alive oh man well i i keep hearing they're supposed to be going towards the comic book uh the, the comic book storyline for that guy and if that's the case he, he should meet his demise fairly soon um yeah man because i well i heard that in the in the comic book he died earlier than he had like he's he survived longer in the tv show than he did in the 
Like, well, in the TV show, they kind of jump locations. Uh, in the comic book, yeah. it went, you know, CDC and then prison and then farm. Oh, okay. But they, they're kind of going farm, and from here, they could be going to the prison, and that'll involve, like, a whole bunch of new characters. I mean, it's really <laughs> – I'm really excited for what they got going on. But yeah, Shane did not die well. Uh, well, I'm excited. That guy's turned into a huge D-bag. <laughs> I like it, though. That you can Oh, no, 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 no. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Business. Oh, I agree. No, he's a great character. It's not like I'm, I hate him for real. He's not that – Oh, right, yeah. He's yeah. not that great a character. But yeah, uh, such an asshole. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's kind of like the thing where that's the payoff, man. You're really waiting for him to get it and stuff. So, yeah, uh, I'm, you know, I'm excited, waiting with bated breath and stuff. It doesn't seem like it's going to be happening this Sunday either, the way they're playing it. But I, I'm, I'm not sure. Not too much is being – uh, leaked out about it. So yeah, man, I, I caught oh, that, good. and I gave uh, Comic Book Man a shot, too. That was right after Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. The uh, Kevin Smith's uh, yep. store thing. Uh, that was a fun watch. <laughs> it really was. Even for somebody who's not all that much into comics, it was a, right. it was a fun watch. Largely, and largely because of uh, Epic Beard Man Brian Johnson, who Kevin Smith has said on multiple occasions was <laughs> the real-life uh, inspiration for Randall and Clerks. Yeah, he said that most of what Randall said in that movie is stuff that Brian Johnson had probably said at one point while they were working <laughs> at the Quick Stop for real. And right. even though he, even though he is not an employee of the comic book store, he virtually just hangs around the entire time anyway. And yeah. he is just the dude who will say whatever is on his mind to anybody. And uh, it was. It was pretty darn great. He really made the show really funny. I mean, there there was lots of funny moments in the show that I was laughing uproariously at, but there was just lots of great stuff. They kind of did you know some traditional things like uh, Walt sent the team out. Uh, they had a whole bunch of uh, excess stuff, uh, a billion comics and a billion action figures and things like that. They just had piling up all over the place. And he's just like, here, take these boxes, go to the flea market, and then see who can sell, you know, the most or whatever. See how much you can make. Right. I mean, you see this sort of thing on reality shows all the time. Right, uh, yeah. But it, but it was but it was great. Uh, it, w- it was entertaining and stuff because number one, it's a flea market, so you get all the greatest characters in the world. Oh, uh, I love flea markets. Showing so up. Awesome. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was it was pretty great. Brian Johnson was trying to break all of the merchandise on other people's tables so nobody could buy anything. Yeah. Um, he, it's not. It's not just his beard too. The, the guy's haircut. It's just so great. It, like, he really, to me, looks like what Nicolas Cage would look like in thirty years if he started oh, yeah. growing a beard now. Oh yes, I agree. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen the show or aware who Brian Johnson is, Google him and do yourself a favor. It's an amazing beard. It, it truly is. It, it's really great. <laughs> it was a. Uh... So ultimately what, what it boiled down to was they all got tired of sitting there for like five hours and uh, they just got to a point where they were just like, okay, the next person who comes along, it's like the entire table is yours for 10 bucks. Right. And it just gave them like a hundred things for like $10. Oh, man. Um, and they had like, they had great merchandise too. It really was from, from really lame comics to Star Trek, the next generation commemorative plates. Uh, <laughs> it was just tremendous <laughs> random articles Weird T-shirts, uh, random crazy action figures, and things like that—just weird stuff. Um, you know, people brought in some things uh, with a that kind of gave like a Pawn Star esque uh, right. to it. Uh, you know, dude came in with a with an old like Thor poster. It was like a comic art or whatever, but it was poster sized by the original uh, uh, by the original artist and whatnot. It was that looked fantastic. 
Wow. Stuff like that, though, it's amazing the difference between comic book prices and like other like you go to Pawn Stars that show and you will see like insanely expensive items that they that they get to sell back and forth between one another. And I'm like, this is an am- this is amazing Thor poster. This is so cool looking, and it's like you know the original artist, and it's you know it's got some age to it and stuff. And I was like, I bet that's worth a pretty penny. And it was like 150 bucks. Uh, so I was like, God, that's this it. This was when the Jack Kirby drew himself. It was a Jack Kirby Thor poster. Oh my god. Yeah, it was wow. like 150, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Jesus, that that seems ridiculous. Even I low. was like, that that seems so cheap. I want to hang that in my wall. Uh, it was just absolutely. It was a cool looking poster. They had a, you know, it was a kind of your average reality show, but in the they cross cut in between segments from inside the store, segments from when they were selling stuff at the flea market, and then they uh, also cross cut between them recording a podcast with Kevin Smith. So I guess what they did for each episode was actually record a podcast when they talked about the events of everything that they did during the day, like people who came into the store and situations they ran into and stuff like that. They did a podcast about that, which they intercut into the episode. And then when the episodes are over, you can go download the full podcasts and stuff and listen to them yak at length about everything. So it's a real interesting way that they're, they're going about that. But that was a, you know that was really cool. So it's it's only six episodes is what the order is for the season. Uh, whether it'll go beyond that or not is I have no idea. I, I haven't seen the the uh, the pointless and useless Nielsen ratings that everybody pays attention to. So I guess they're not so pointless and useless. But uh, <laughs> I haven't seen what the numbers are on that show. So I'm not. Well, I mean, being on AMC, I don't imagine it has to do too super well in order to get picked up for at least another six to make it a full season. No, uh, I mean Hell on Wheels. I. I don't know how many people really watched that show, but apparently enough people watched it for it to get renewed for a second season, and that was the show that was on right after Walking Dead. Right. I'm guessing most of that, most of the audience for that show were holdovers for The Walking Dead. So. Oh yeah. Um, I would have been one of them, but yeah, <laughs> it was not the case. I wanted to watch it. I just have not gotten around to doing it yet. So, disappointment, to be sure. So. <laughs> But uh, normally this is where we would uh, talk for talk for more, uh, more time and stuff. But uh, we've got nothing, man. It's been a slow. It's been a slow week. There's a. Uh... Well, I, I, I got a. I have a trailer uh, for a 20 minute short. I'd, uh, I'll be posting uh, to CinemaGeekly.com. Oh sure. Here uh, tomorrow, as soon as I can find a better version of it. Um, it is for a short film uh, featuring Mr. Lou Ferrigno. Oh, I see the original Incredible Hulk on TV. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but he, you know, they uh, they're really playing up his strong suits where he's they're letting him talk throughout this entire short film. Oh yes, yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> it's called The Liberator. Uh, <laughs> Already liking the name. Yeah, it, it he plays a uh, a disgraced ex superhero, uh, who was uh, a secret black ops superhero actually, uh, and he's trying to put his life back together, but the government keeps trying to suck him back in, and he's set up. Uh, to look like uh, some sort of a murderer. He's like the he's and, like the comedian in the Watchmen and stuff. Yeah, except this looks really bad. I mean, the the trailer itself it, it's it it looked better to me than Green Lantern did. So okay, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a shot. And I will say this: the trailer itself was two minutes. So I already saw a tenth of the movie essentially by uh by watching the trailer. It's only a twenty minute short, but I mean it 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 looked again. It looked so bad. I'm like, my God, I have to watch this. I'm excited now, actually. And his his co-stars are uh, Peter Wilson, uh, Lafemme Nikita. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew she was still around? But no. it, it looks like all she's been doing is just smoking. <laughs> I mean, just just from the from the looks of her skin and the sounds of her voice. It's like Carrie Fisher. 
Oh yeah, but she's still so hot. No, Carrie Fisher. Love, Carrie Fisher straightened her. it up after a while. She doesn't. She doesn't sound as smoked out as she did at one point. One point, she sounded completely smoked out. Absolutely. Oh, also, uh, Michael Dorn, uh, Mr. Oh, Worf, oh, is, uh, is core starring. So is uh, Don the Dragon Wilson. He's taking a break from all the best of the best movies. <laughs> uh, and uh, and the legendary, uh, as they call him, uh, Ed Asner, is playing the president. Oh, this is an epic cast. Yeah. This is truly good. It, uh, yeah. Oh. I gotta see. I gotta see. Yeah. Make sure that gets posted because that sounds so good. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I've I've watched it twice. And in the the two minute trailer, there's probably eight lines that Frig that Frigno gives that I have no idea what he's saying. Wow, that's amazing! Didn't he talk? And, uh, didn't he talk from time to time on a uh, King of Queens? He was on that show for a while. He played himself yeah, on there, I believe. So he did, and you know, I think they must have just done a lot of takes in order to get him to to speak very well. <laughs> like to me, in this, like he sounds nervous. He's like under uh, the giant. He's got under the giant's voice or something. Right? He, no, well, he's deaf, so I mean, he almost right. he sounds like he should be foreign, but you know, he's not. Uh, but in the movie, he's talking to people, and he's just firing off the you know, like the his lines back at them, and apparently they understand him just fine because they're carrying a conversation with this guy as they can't understand what's going on. So you get one half of the conversation, another half mumbles, and you're like, wait, what the hell is going on right now? I have no idea what you're saying, sir. But they're yeah, you can tell it's like a serious, like you know, action build up, but just nothing. Is that good acting that they're? That they're making it look like they understand him, or is it just transparent? Like, there's no way you really understand what this guy's saying. Oh, there's no way in hell. It, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he didn't even bother reading the script. I'm pretty sad. He just did a bunch of push-ups and showed up. Um, so I, I, this is a little far out still because the Avengers isn't coming out until what May fourth. Yes, sir. I think it is, but uh, definitely something we need to do in the weeks leading up, like the four or five weeks or whatever it is leading up to the movie. I totally, we totally need to do at least a, a piece on each of those shows where we kind of go through all of the lead-in movies to the Avengers, kind of like in-depthly go through these films. Um, we're talking both Iron Man movies, The Incredible Hulk, Captain, and uh, Thor, and kind of just go through all of those movies chronologically speaking. I, doesn't it now? Doesn't it chronologically start with the first Iron Man? It does. Even though The Incredible Hulk came out before that movie, but I think chronologically Correct. speaking, Iron Man. Uh, was, was no, no. Uh, the Hulk came out uh, after Iron Man one. Oh, did it? It did. Okay, my my mistake, sir. Um, oh no, 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 no. Oh yes, yes, it did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the the way the, the way the movie should flow is uh, Iron Man one, and then Iron Man two, and the Incredible Hulk uh, should happen at the same time. Like this is in the Marvel uh, timeline. Right. Iron Man two and, and the Hulk happen at the same time, and then uh, Thor, and then. The end, the beginning, and the very ending of Captain America are after Thor, uh, but of course, you know, the whole bulk of the movie was back in the forties, right? Um, <laughs> and chronologically speaking, if you were to watch them in order, you would probably watch Incredible Hulk first because there is that scene in Iron Man two, right, in the background on a TV or whatever. There's like news footage from like Hulk's rampage at the at the university or something like that. I swear to God, this yeah. is in there. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's like in the last five minutes, and that's the part also where. Uh, no, sorry, I, I I could get too in depth on this and really just like if you want to save it for another show, that's yeah, great. Cause yes, that's what there's it's so for. many Easter eggs in these movies that I could just go. Oh yeah, man, I <laughs> I want because I am a I I became a big comic book movie fan, large in part to these particular films. Uh, as as we've mentioned before, the the Dark Knight movies are well, good movies, not really comic book movies in the same tradition that these movies are. Right. Um, 
So yeah, there's definitely some things I could use some pointing out for. So have you uh, have you watched the short films also that have been released on the DVDs? I don't think I have. I've got the Blu-rays for all of them, but I haven't watched any of the. Yeah, the, the, there's one on uh, Thor and there's one on uh, Captain America. One called uh, "A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer," that is on Captain America. Uh, and on uh, Thor, there is one called "The Consultant," and that really. Uh, that that ties together the end of Incredible Hulk, uh, the very like the very end scene where Tony Stark goes in to talk to General Ross. Mm-hmm. They they cover how that even comes to fruition. Okay, so they go back and tie up like everything in one nice nice little package. It's I thought it was really cool to see that. And you know the other thing we're hearing a lot about is uh, before I start talking about the Blu-ray releases, we've obviously heard that doing Iron Man three. We've obviously yep. heard that they're doing a, a second Thor. Uh, there's have they confirmed a second Captain America already? Yes, they have. Okay. I here's the thing I haven't heard anything. Maybe you have in fact heard, but I have not. Are they doing another Hulk movie at some point? They it sounds like the the closer they get to uh the release of the Avengers, the more and more they're starting to push for it. They weren't really sure how people were going to react to having yet another another person play Bruce Banner. Right. Well, Hulk cuz Hulk is getting all of the best spots in these commercials. Like they they are they're, they're really epic and stuff, but it seems like the big blow off to all of the trailers is Hulk at the end, and you see right. Hulk roaring and Hulk smashing through things, and it, it seems like they're really playing that up as like the big thing in the movie, really, like bigger than all the other stuff. Like this is the stuff yeah. you want to see the most. Um, and I was like, wow, for all that talk, there really isn't a whole lot of Hulk movie talk. But yeah, you're right. There'd be uh, would they have um, would they have the God? I can't remember his name. I keep wanting to say Ed Norton, but it's not <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. Right, Mark Ruffalo. Is there would there be talk of him doing? A Hulk movie, or is that where the concern is coming from? They're not sure if it would end up being a n- yet another person, or oh no, no, it's definitely going to be him. Uh, as far as I'm aware, he signed on for multiple films. Okay. So I mean, really, I, I think what Marvel's doing, they're just really waiting to. I think they're waiting to cash in on the Avengers, to, uh, going to work on anything else, Hulk, because they also have a couple of offshoot movies they want to do. They want to. I know they're working on Doctor Strange. Uh, Edgar Wright's going to be doing Ant Man. I mean, so. Mm-hmm. Marvel is really going to be cranking them out here uh, the next couple of years as long as you know the Earth isn't destroyed like what the Mayans say. But Hulk is definitely, uh, <laughs> I guess, the Hulk 3 it would be technically. Uh. <laughs> I guess, yeah, if you forget the uh, – unless you don't count the angly dog ball-punching version of Hulk. Yeah, I don't really want to count that one, so let's just call this one Incredible Hulk 2. Dog punch. Uh, uh, yeah, I, well, they also have to figure, too, like there's going to be an Avengers 2 and an Avengers 3 also. So, I mean, I think in between, I'd say before 2015, maybe 2014, we'll see another Hulk movie. What I'm uh, also kind of interested in, and, I, and obviously I've only heard the talk, but I heard a lot of stuff about the Edgar Wright doing the Ant-Man thing. And until, and I'm guessing I am in the same camp as many people are when they heard this news, they were like, who's Ant-Man? Um, so that's, that's my, <laughs> I'm wondering how they're going to, how they're going to promote and, and market that. How do you think that kind of film would, would do? Cause it's obviously like I even way, I mean, cause when, uh, when, um, the, uh, Ghost Rider came out, it's like, I, I had heard of Ghost Rider at least. I didn't know anything right. about Ghost Rider, but I had at least heard the name before. Ant-Man, I've never heard of before. So I, I, th- I think anybody who is a comic like, – again, comic book fans will be the ones who are like, holy shit. They're like freaking out about it, and they're like, oh my god, I really got to see this. you know? Right. Uh, what I think that they're going to plan on doing is uh, – even though this hasn't been confirmed, I think that uh, throughout the next couple of uh, Avengers movies – not Avengers movies, but just Marvel movies in general, I think they're going to keep dropping more and more uh, references to them. Okay, like they're going to plant seeds and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he was already mentioned uh, in Thor, uh, but it was a brief. Uh, <clears throat> it was a brief uh, conversation. I think uh, you know it might have been like on one of the Flash screenshots of like uh, e- email traffic or something like that. Like his name was Flash for like a split second, just like right. uh, you know how the yeah the, the a million Easter eggs in these movies. Yeah, I think eventually they're just gonna keep throwing them out more and more. And I mean, you know, there's nothing to say either that uh, what Marvel is also hinted at doing is that before some of their big releases, in order to garner uh, interest in these smaller movies, like for you know Doctor Strange or Ant Man, for people who aren't aware of these people, is that they might do uh, like a five minute kind of a short. Ah, okay. To come out with these other larger movies, like Iron Man three, could have like a, a five minute snippet of Doctor Strange, like just to kind of get people, you know, excited about it. Right, right, and get like a lot of eyes on it and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- there's a, there's a ton of smaller heroes like that, uh, like what Iron Man was. They could do. I know. Uh, uh, Luke Cage is one of them, the hero for hire. Mm. Uh, he was a, a prisoner who was experimented on, and you know they call him, you know, Power Man. He could absorb whatever he touches; he could absorb, and his body would become like if he touches steel, he's hard as steel. Right. You know, and things like that. It's like Rogue. About him. Yeah, they're they're trying to do that, but I think right now they're uh, the last I heard, uh, Michael Jai White really wants to do it. So does uh, Idris uh, Idris Elba. Okay. I, so I think Michael, with the right uh, star attached to it, it could be great. Michael J. White has my permission to do this film so long as they make a Black Dynamite 2. Oh, I, get I know. I will be fine with him doing that. Um, so let's cover the Blu-ray releases because this is going to be quick and easy. Real easy because there's not very many movies coming out on uh, February the 21st. So uh, we have the uh, the only recent movies, only a couple of recent movies that are coming out. Um, one of them is not... London Boulevard is not one of them, I don't think. But uh, that movie is coming out. Uh, the other one is the uh, that uh, I want to say it's uh, was it John Favreau, Eddie Murphy, that Tower Heist movie. Ben Stiller, I think, was in it too. Uh, just recently, that was in the theaters. There's all some sort of like uh, hubbub, like with the Oscars, right? Wasn't Eddie Murphy supposed to host it? Oh, and then yeah, he said yeah, something yeah. stupid and blah 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 blah. Um, so that yeah, that that movie is coming out on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, the uh, the J. Edgar movie is coming out on Blu-ray, too, which apparently is uh, – that's the theme at the Oscars this year. Movies that aren't particularly good, but for some reason the lead, <laughs> get, the lead actors get nominated for Best Os- uh, Acting Oscars. Right. You've, well, like Iron Lady or whatever that yeah, one Iron is. Iron Lady right? is the other one. Um, Jeez. Here's uh, the, the main event, sir. The Mariah Carey uh, musical epic, Honey, is coming out on Blu-ray. And uh, in case you didn't know, because I didn't, wow. Honey 2 is coming out on Blu-ray. Honey 2? I didn't even know there was a Honey 2. Oh, man. Well, now that I know, I got to... Yeah, I got to jump all over I'm that. Th- yeah. Absolutely. Mariah Carey, oh I don't think was in that, though, which is why the movie was not did not get as, as much prestige. This was... Uh, uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the Honey 2 page here on Amazon. <laughs> and uh, the cover art looked like it was made in a, like... Adobe Photoshop version 2.0. It looks mm-hmm. like a pretty bad, uh, badly designed cover here. But uh, <laughs> it's coming out on Blu-ray, man. There's a Blu-ray. Uh, there's a Blu-ray copy of that somewhere. Uh, Aaron Benjamin is listed as the lead actor, so that's all you need to know. Who the hell is that? About that classic piece of cinema. I have no idea who that is. Um, if I click on his name, apparently <laughs> uh, he he has. Uh, guests, uh, guest appearances in Breaking Bad. So, really, there you go. Actually, it. Um, you said what? What's his name again? I think I said it was Aaron Benjamin. But you know what? I think this may be. 
uh, I think this may be screwing things up here because Breaking Bad stars Aaron Paul right. and Benjamin Petrie at times. So I think that's uh, where I got Aaron Benjamin from. I actually just Googled Aaron Benjamin and I got a question mark on the results. <laughs> it's really strange. He is. <laughs> no, actually, here's his IMDb. That's it. Oh, Honey 2? That's it? Yeah. Big huh. Man about town, Aaron Benjamin. And he's going to be playing production assistant in Honey <laughs> 2. And they have listed as a star. <laughs> and he's the production assistant. That's how you know it is a high quality film. Oh my god. The production I, assistant is also starring. <laughs> I really feel the need to see this movie now just for Mr. Benjamin. <laughs> um, so let's take a look at what's opening, man. For uh, We already had a movie that opened on the 14th. That was uh, This Means War. Um, let's see here. It's uh, I'm not even not even sure who's in this movie. Actually, I'm not. Oh, sure. that's with uh, the the new Captain Kirk and uh, oh, Bane. Chris Pine is in it, huh? Yeah, and Tom Hardy. I oh, think it's, right, 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 right. They're both they are spies, and yeah. they're kind of with the same woman or whatever who doesn't know they're spies. And right, isn't that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Isn't that the the same movie here that we're dealing with wasn't that movie pretty much but now they're making a, a menage so. oh okay well it's not doing well at the box office uh nor should it i mean well, these guys the, are spies they the, don't even know they're tagging the same well, i mean not at, pretty the, uh, not, not at the box office i mean at the uh the 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 crit the desk of the critics or 113 reviews 25 percent it says a career low light for all three of its likable stars <laughs> it's a uh, reese witherspoon chris pine and tom hardy are the uh the main uh oh however though to uh i think this is probably why the movie is so bad chelsea handler is also in it oh god that's probably why it's it's so terrible um yeah she's she's pond's gone <laughs> also opening up uh today only only a couple of movies in wide release that are opening uh, actually i think maybe only the one the other the other is uh, an anime flick that has come out called the i want to say it's the secret world of arietti and that's uh gotten a lot of good reviews but it's japanese anime motion picture so they all... but, it's, but, it, but it's done under the disney umbrella isn't it it is done under the uh the disney uh the international disney umbrella so yeah. oh that's how they get it. it is uh all english voiceovers though with uh, hmm. amy poehler will arnett carol burnett uh so yeah the huh. it's gotten good reviews though 91 reviews 92 percent so Huh. Uh, but the movie that I guess is opening the biggest and probably the one I don't well, I don't know. We're going to find out. I, I'm I'm afraid to ever pick another movie to be at number one again. I thought Star Wars was as sure of a thing as you're ever going to get. Well, I'm, I'm, I think the, the vow, I mean, the, the Valentine's Day week might have been the only thing the producers were hoping for to make some money. There's no way this thing retains top spot. Because it's Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance is the main movie that's really opening to virtually no other competition other than what's already in the box office. Right. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has 50 reviews counted right now. It's towing an embarrassing 12%. Um, hmm. It sounds like the things that looked good to you in the trailers did not hold out well throughout the film. It says with a weak script and uneven CG work. So it sounds like... Oh, damn it. Uh, and here's what they say. You are going to disagree with this, sir. But uh, they say, and with a Nick Cage performance so predictably loony it's no longer amusing. Bullshit. You're like, no such thing. No such thing. <laughs> no such thing. Uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance aims to be trashy fun, but ends up uh, as plain trash. Harsh. Wow. To... Jesus. Uh, harsh, harsh words. There's nobody else in this movie I've ever heard of before. 
except for Nick Cage. Idris Elba. Um. Oh, is it? Yes, Idris Elba is in there. Okay, my bad. But apparently, he's not enough to save it because, like, he's not in it a whole lot. No. <laughs> um. In fact, on on here, he's like fourth or fifth build. So. Oh god, that's not good. Uh, well, I think that uh, I think Safe House definitely takes over number one spot because there's no way the Val retains. I don't even see that the Val might stay number four. I think uh, Star Wars and Journey Two both move up, and uh, Ghost Rider cracks the top ten, but not very deep. Yeah, I. I... Because you always want to say, like, oh, comic book movie with CG and fire and explosion. That's got to go to number one, right? But you thought, you know, like a, like we said, man, Star Wars seemed like a sure thing for number one. And holy moly. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't even number two. So oh. I'm I'm going to go with you, man. I'm going to say Safe House, I think, moves up. It had a really strong showing. I think you're right about the vow. Is that yep. it seemed like it was really just seasonally themed. Came out, Absolutely. came out at the right time, coincidentally enough. I guarantee you that wasn't even close to coincidental. They didn't even want to make it seem coincidental. They're like, we need to release this movie here and now. There is no other time. Yeah, when the hell was it going to come out? Because, oh. I mean, you know, if, if they wait a couple weeks, it'll be going up against, like, the Lorax, which will be a huge kid movie. Mm-hmm. And any deeper into the summer, you know, you're getting too close to the the, 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 count, the, the summer superheroes. And, and, and the Tyler shoes. Perry movie is coming out. So, uh. Oh my God! Yeah, be forewarned. Don't forget that one. As terrible as they are, they have their gigantic audience of Tyler Perry. I hope Active Valor destroys that movie. Mm-hmm. Active Valor that's going to be coming out next week too. So, uh, Wanderlust. There's a few other movies that are going to be coming out, but uh, for now, I think we're going to cross our fingers and go a safe house. Is there even even an outside oppor- Do you think there's even an outside chance that Journey Two takes it? No. Not even outside, huh? No way. I don't really think so either. But I got to say, man, for The Rock, he's got to be pretty happy with that. That's not a bad. That's really not a bad showing. No, you know, it's like his wrestling work, man. He's always he's always in for a solid performance. The guy just he doesn't do bad movies. No, it's always solid. It's just never amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. Sometimes you, you're never gonna watch this match confuse him with like Dean Malenko or Guerrero. But it's always like it's always memorable. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, man, we'll be back for for next week. We're gonna. I guess the 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 big news, unless something else really big happens, will be what takes place at the uh, at the box office. Because right. shit. Oh, Netflix get... pick too. I don't want to get any more hate. Oh no, no, no. Go to yeah. We'll 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 do Netflix picks next week because um, I have nothing to pick from this week. Honestly, I lost my Netflix for like a week and a half and just got it back and haven't had a chance to really watch anything new or interesting. I've been. On a on an insane Mad Men kick, where I've just been tearing through like four or five episodes at a time. Well, so. if you do, I'll uh, I'll throw one out. Uh, it's called Eyes of the Mothman. Okay. It's a documentary that came out last year. Uh, it's about the town, uh, Ple- uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where like the the whole Mothman sightings were going on in like the sixties. Ah, 60s and yes. 70s. And it delves into like this town has had so much bad shit happen to it, and you know uh, a lot of like you know. UFO sightings, the the Mothman conspiracy, uh, you know, actual like the real life, like you know, not the Will Smithman in black, but like the actual like you know sightings and reports of these people. I mean, it's yes. it's a really interesting documentary. I mean, it it's well worth a watch. So Eyes of the Mothman, definitely check it out. There you go, man. So we're gonna be back here next week on CinemaGeekly.com and on iTunes, social networks, all that good stuff. Until then, mm-hmm. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron De La Osa. We'll see you next week.